whether it's the international best-selling author of Rich Dad Poor Dad or the co-founder of Match.com or the host of the MSNBC show, Your Business, they all have one thing in common. They are some of the many guests that want you to reach the finish line. Your host is Callan Diggs. Welcome. Welcome. Today, I am delighted to have Jessica Love. Jessica is the owner and energy alchemist of Love Java, a high-performance butter coffee. Jessica is a liberty activist turned entrepreneur. It was her activism that took form through her embracing free markets for new products, uh, Love Java, high-performance butter coffee. Uh, concentrated pouches where you just add water and available to ship as a monthly subscription. Very happy to have her with us. Jessica, welcome. Thank you, Kaylin. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Let's go back in time, Jessica. I always ask people to start from the beginning because a lot of people who are reaching a finish line start from somewhere. And sometimes that story really resonates uh, with somebody. And and here, reaching the finish line, that's what we want to do. We want to help more people reach the finish line. So let's start from the beginning, Jessica. Let's talk about, you know, uh, you know, what was it like for you? Uh, what, what were some of the challenges in your life? Um, some of the challenges that I have um, encountered in my journey um, definitely involve the upbringing in a very strict religious household and um at a fairly young age, choosing to leave that type of environment and organization um, and go off on my own, um, I decided to uh, start a family very young and um, was very, very independent, which was a difficult road, but um, I feel like uh, I've always had this kind of fiery passion, and um, so I... You know, I try to rise to those challenges and the experiences that I have been through to really build my character and um, be the best me that I could be. And yeah. so um, that was, you know, a goal of mine um, eventually to get to at some point. And, um, you know, I really appreciate uh, shows like this that talk about inspiration and um, I, I find that very valuable. Um, yeah. So I came uh, to the Liberty Movement, um, you know, uh, with even more challenges, and here I am today. Let's backpedal a little bit. When you talked about, you know, you kind of, you know, kind of came from a religious household. You know, there's some people mm -hmm. I have interviewed in the past in the show, and they said, you know, some people have found it helpful in their life. Uh, you know, for, for you, it was unfortunately kind of the opposite. Um, and, and where, uh, you know, you, you kind of face a lot of challenges in that regard. Do you feel like kind of growing up in that type of religious uh, um, household, you know, was it was it definitely a detriment or perhaps is there any wisdom you can extract from that that has uh, helped you become a better person? Oh, absolutely. There are so many positive uh, benefits at this point due to the experiences that I had with um, challenges and interesting situations, um, I definitely 
think that being raised in a extremely tight knit religious organization um, that really didn't um, pay a whole lot of attention to uh, mainstream government type stuff. Um, there's a lot of community building, a lot of voluntary charity. Um, there's a lot of family values. Um, homeschooling was a very popular. Um, you know, just being happy, healthy, and wholesome was, you know, the theme of pretty much everything. And, um, you know, just learning about people working together, um, I feel like really helped me become uh, the person that I am today. And, and after moving to the Liberty, uh, the free state here and the Liberty movement, like I feel like I was able to reflect on and use a lot of the skills that I um learned based on those experiences for yeah. sure we kind of have very uh similar yet uh also kind of in a way opposing uh types of uh types of um uh kind of ways of upbringing you know uh, you, you know you kind of started very early uh, you got married at 16 years old uh, i had a i was on my own with my apartment at 15 years old at that time you also you also bought a house and you try to start your life as a young mother so as far as as far as coming into womanhood that's something you came into relatively easier uh, relatively uh, uh faster uh, i mean you know m much faster than most uh you know teenage girls you, you typically they don't they don't fully kind of start their life as an actual woman having a house married kids and all that into when they are about 30 years old and you really uh, 16 years old you just really you know uh, got among it among it all you know let's talk about that because one of the things we one of the things about reaching the finish line is that uh people persisting through adversity and i can only imagine what it was like to be 16 a homeowner a young mother and then married you know that's that's that, that's 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 quite a bit for a sixteen year old. <laughs> Typically, a sixteen year olds worry about sweet sixteen and, and those other things. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that and how you persist through that adversity. Yeah, I just um, I felt very oppressed in this uh, kind of religious environment. It was very smothering, and uh, there was far too many rules and far too little freedom for sure. Um, in the house and in the religious environment and community that we were a part of, um, I saw independence as a way out of that and to be free and to be myself. And really, it was just so worth it. You know, I was just like, I just want to go start my life and um, um, get kind of get away from this and be my own person. And so... You know, I uh, worked real hard at taking care of my child and, you know, paying a mortgage and, and trying to be there for her as much as uh, I could. And it, it went very well for a long time. And, um, you know, then there's always more and more challenges. But every through each one, I feel like I grew as a person and I really have like this mosaic of experiences that um, I really find very valuable um, at this point. Yeah, you know, it's you know, definitely. And it's and it's interesting because, you know, you definitely you definitely kind of found a home. You know, you you, you was living a life in so much 
so much restraints, lack of freedom, and uh, you know, eventually uh, you stumbled upon the Free State Project, which was a movement promoting something that you was very much desiring. Now, let's talk about you know, uh, you know, you know, for people who don't know, what is that? Uh, for uh, you know, and what inspired you to kind of go that direction? Because you was originally from Florida, so uh, you know, and then New Hampshire is kind of the. You know, <laughs> so let's talk about that a little right. bit. You know, what kind of yeah. Yeah, uh, there's um, what had happened really was um, I was always kind of had this uh, usually on the back burner of my mind that I was going to be involved in something that cured cancer. Uh, my grandmother and I were very close, um, and she was my um, oasis, really, in this religious upbringing. And um, it, we were very close. She died very quickly after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And many years later, I was in the process of getting registered for what I thought was, you know, my path um, to go to a pharmaceutical um, university and become a research scientist so that I could invent medicine. And I really wanted to be a part of curing cancer. And, um, you know, to get, to get started in that, I did go to, uh, college for medical assisting, surgical assisting. And I just remember that the very first day the teacher says, so here in the medical, industry we don't actually cure anything we just treat symptoms and it's called palliative care you're going to need to remember that word for your vocabulary and I was like what I am not in the right place <laughs> so um that was interesting and I thought oh I just got to keep going you know and then sure enough they put a pharmaceutical college campus for UF right in my town right next to my house and I thought this was a sign, like, I, this is what I'm supposed to do. Start with a free audiobook. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. You may not have a lot of free time, but you can definitely listen to a book on a plane, on the bus, or even while you're driving. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. Start reaching the finish line with your free audiobook. And um, I was all up in there, like, trying to get registered and stuff so I could get a Ph.D. and invent medicine. And in this process is um, I have learned about different things about the behind-the-scenes of the system, and um, it was all making very much sense to me. And... Um, then I was at one of the first kind of activism events that I attended in Florida, and uh, a guy came up to me and asked me if I was moving to New Hampshire. He he was like, so I guess you're moving to New Hampshire too. I had I'd seen him at the last couple activism events, and um, I was like, well, what's in New Hampshire? You know, there's people up there. <laughs> I didn't even know. And he told me about the Free State Project. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, like, perfect. I discontinued my pursuit of the Ph.D. at the University of Florida, and I moved up to New Hampshire four months later. For, for, for those of you joining us, we have Jessica Love. She's the owner and energy alchemist of Love Java, a high-performance 
butter coffee. I definitely want to get into that because uh, it's definitely uh, something that I have found fascinating. You know, typically, um, you know, I've always drank coffee black and, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I've been taught that that's the best way to drink it. But, you know, a lot of these new inventions uh, with the MCT oil and the butter, and I found that fascinating. And I definitely want to talk about that. The people who never heard of this, uh, perhaps you can start by, you know, explaining, you know, what exactly is high-performance butter coffee? Well, a high-performance butter coffee is a, a recipe. It's a formula, and it all begins with a very high-grade uh, premium coffee bean. Um, I use smokestack roasters currently. I'm very happy with that. And then um, also what you do is you take that high-grade coffee and blend it with grass-fed butter, which is, like, really rich in nutrients and fatty acids and vitamins, and um, then a shot of MCT oil. That's the medium-chain triglycerides that are found in coconut oil. It's super nourishing for your brain. It gives you lots of clean energy. Um, it helps with hormone balancing, uh, focus, and um, all together, the formula really is delicious and satisfying. You get full of lots of healthy fats and nutrients, and so I have it for breakfast every day, and that's a real game changer is using this formula as breakfast to start your day, for sure. Uh, many, you know, many people or some people may have, you know, are familiar with this concept. Uh, there's there's a guy on the West Coast, uh, his name is uh, uh, Dave Asprey, and he has something uh, called Bulletproof Coffee, uh, which is pretty much, I would say, very similar, you know, uh, you know, so, I mean, and, and there, there are other brands as well. My question is, you know, what makes Love Java different? Well, first of all, in the formula itself, um, I actually have never purchased any of Dave Asprey's products. Um, I found his information to be extremely valuable, and he does give lots of uh, tips on how to live a healthy life and make your own formula, basically, even if you don't want to buy his products. Um, you know, here's how to find the best coffee and etc. So that's what I did. I used his advice to find the highest quality coffee I could in my area. Um, and so my formula is a little bit different because I do not use his uh, product line. I use Smokestack Roasters, which is a brand new business um, local here. Um, friends in the activism network just started. They use a very high-quality coffee that I actually had never been able to find before a few months ago. And then um, the grass-fed butter would be similar, uh, Kerrygold. And then I just use Viva Labs MCT oil. And so none of Dave Asprey's products, but the similar ingredients. And then um, what I did to make these new concentrate pouches was um, I wanted to hit a sweet spot in between people that are already kind of paleo or low carb and their palate is less sweet. Um, and the people that do have a very sweet palate that go to Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks and they get, um, you know, syrup-laced lattes and use a lot of cream and sugar, um, I wanted to kind of appeal to them too as well for people that are looking to get healthy, make the transition e easier. 
So I added um, a little bit of organic cacao powder for a chocolate mocha flavor. And um, raw chocolate is a little bitter, so I put a little xylitol and erythritol blend in there for a sweetener, a natural carb-free sweetener, and um, it's really yummy. <laughs> I, I definitely, uh, I definitely had your uh, mocha uh, one. Uh, you also, you also uh, love Java has a, um, uh, a a mocha CBD infused uh, Java. Uh, some people may not know what CBD is. Uh, perhaps you could explain that and perhaps why would someone want to consider that option rather than the non-CBD option? Yeah, absolutely. That is um, a really interesting um, and I think uh, innovative and powerful uh, modification to the butter coffee concept. The uh, CBD is basically a cannabidol. It's a non-psychoactive cannabinoid found in the marijuana plant. Uh, it's known for anti-inflammatories. Um, it can help people with pain, anxiety. Um, you know, CBDs help for a multitude of different things. And uh, specifically, blending them up into this formula and then consuming it as like a liquid along with those other fats and nutrients and the energy that you get from all that really has this like superfood synergy that I think is pretty powerful and uh, healing. And um, you you don't get any narcotic effect or, you know, it's completely legal. It's THC free. Um, and basically it works with your own endocannabinoid system that's already in your body naturally and that like the modern diet and foods and soil and animals and everything is actually missing that used to exist is these cannabinoids in our, in all of our plant life. So we're built to have it and it's putting something in us that we haven't had as humans very often for a long time. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, when we say, you know, just, just, just for the, 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 the listeners who may not be familiar with the, Specific term. I, I I don't know. I don't actually know the scientific term, but you know CBD is derived from marijuana. But you also stated that it's THC free. So if a person would take your CBD infused Java, um, are are you know are, will they get any kind of high effect or feel altered in any way or or what can a person expect uh, when they uh, you know consume the CBD infused Java? No, there's not going to be any high or altered effect. Um, this is um, a non-psychoactive, non-narcotic element of the cannabis plant. Um, you know, I found that it tends to keep me awake a little bit, but not like a high. But that also, when I drink it in my coffee in the morning, um, I fall asleep better at night. It doesn't keep me awake like a like a narcotic drug, but, um, like all day, but it would, um, it's not something that I would want to take at night. Although I guess there are some people that do, but, um, having some in my coffee in the morning and then also like there's various other ways that you can consume it in foods and stuff, which really gets it going for, uh, matching with your endocannabinoid system. Um, I feel very relaxed and um, happy <laughs> and, uh, you know, it. It's I fall asleep better. I have less anxiety. Um, I also have uh, pain from car accidents and stuff. So, like, 
I just feel like it has improved my quality of life um, on multiple levels without any negative side effects. Great. And since CBD is part of marijuana, I guess some people may be nervous because they say, oh, well, you know, what if I'm not living in New Hampshire? What if I'm in, a, you know, what if I'm, you know, I'm out of state and you're shipping it and it comes to my house? People may, be, people may fear of getting arrested or anything like that. Perhaps you can uh, explain uh, the legality of um, how CBD is the exception, uh, how it could be shipped across our state line. Well, the CBDs um, being THC-free, uh, first of all, the uh, the suppliers that I buy it from, they do send me a lab result, and I, it looks like it goes through lots of lab testing and constant lab testing to show that it is THC-free. Um, all of these labs and suppliers would not be able to ship it to me if it was an illegal to ship substance. Um, so it's uh, protected under the U.S. Uh, hemp farming laws, actually. So um, it's it's actually the THC that is the uh, federally prohibited substance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's there's lots of there's more states um, legalizing the substance, and uh, hopefully, perhaps in a decade, uh, uh, you know, worldwide, you know, across the country, it won't be an issue anymore. But definitely, uh, people are uh, dealing with pain. Uh, you know, CBD uh, is uh, ha you know, there's been studies proving its um, uh, it's proven its effectiveness and. There's also a lot of promise regarding other types of uh, uh, health conditions. We know, what has been some feedback that you have received, uh, Jessica? Yeah, um, well, I've just uh, started making some uh, of these pouches and sampling them out through my networks and to businesses and, and uh, wherever I think there might be interest or, or value there. And uh, definitely... Um, people seem to be interested in using it uh, regularly for health and well-being, and so it's a little bit early for a lot of feedback on that, but there is, um, you know, many, many stories of people having tremendous healing benefits from this substance, and uh, the my one favorite is, um, I mean, I, I totally enjoy it, and there's lots of people out there. Um, I definitely uh, went to Florida to work on these ideas and get the website together and kind of like uh, research and develop this product. And while I was there, I gave some CBD to a mom of a child who had never been the same since he had vaccines at two and a half years old, and he was now six. And um, he uh, was in special needs school, and um, she was, uh, you know, very upset at the situation that she found her in with the doctor saying that she approved these vaccines that she, I guess, did not. Anyways, her son was not right, never was right after these vaccines, and I gave her some CBD oil, and a week later she messaged me and said that it was just like a miracle and that she is going to send videos and write a testimony and so that that was pretty incredible to hear wow uh, yeah let's talk about you know 
well, let's let's start. Well, let's go this direction first. Um, how old is Love Java? Um, I've been working on developing this um, concentrate pouch since uh, formally since February. I had been talking with other liberty lovers and entrepreneurs um, about it for a while. And um, there's definitely been lots of transformation from people that have um, tried the coffee and then, like, started making it at home themselves as far as, like, weight loss and energy. Like, people are just, like, melting fat off, like, a pound a day, especially by having it for breakfast. You know, their focus improves and just their overall health on multiple levels improves. Um, So... Before I started making the pouches, yes, well, though, I was selling the butter coffee um, at community events and at festivals for the last few years. I've been drinking it for five years every morning. I've been selling it for almost four years, and the pouches started just a few months ago. So so officially, Love Java is a few months old. That is accurate. Yeah. So, so yeah, so basically, you know, you basically your startup and um let, let, let's let's talk about that a bit but uh you know let's let's kind of detour here you know do you you know um do you feel like uh kind of the free state project was kind of instrumental in helping you become a business owner and going that direction or was that something uh or, or or was that something that you already had in mind uh when you was living in florida I definitely wanted to start a new life and um, just like similar to my education experience um, and growing up, like I always just wanted to build things in gifted class and like I just wanted to create things and I especially have um, a a pull towards like creating new systems and um, I just wanted to, especially after being a you know, awaken to what's really going on here around us, like, it it becomes very obvious that, like, the system is broken and that um, if it's not me to do something about it, then who? And if not now, then when? So that kind of leaves you with the answer right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's talk about kind of, you know, you being a startup, you know, every startup has its challenges. Uh, let's talk about some of the challenges that you face as being a kind of a startup entrepreneur and perhaps perhaps maybe some insights that you can impart onto the audience. Uh, my challenges uh, with startup is um, m- not as much about the product or anything. It's uh, The product is great pretty much. Every single person that gets it in their hands loves it. Um, I feel happy about doing it. Um, just the, uh, you know, the time as a single mom to work on it, uh, that is the biggest challenge. But um, I think that as soon as I can uh, get some more time to go out and share it with other businesses and some, and stuff, I, I feel like the biggest challenge is going to be mainstream businesses, health food stores, putting a CBD product on their shelf. I just, I, I shop at health food stores. Yeah, I shop at health food stores and like every single time I can picture my pouches being in the refrigerated drink section next to the green juice or whatever, but they're not there. And there's in fact no CBD products in any health food stores, even though they're a hundred percent legal. 
And so the challenge of crossing over into the mainstream market instead of specific uh, cannabis or CBD product distributors, I think is going to be the biggest challenge. But if I have a product that appeals to this niche market of the paleo, um, you know, crowd, CrossFit, um, you know, people that are really into yoga and such, like having a CBD version and a non-CBD version might make it easier. I don't know. That challenge is still yet to be determined. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because um, uh, going, to, you know, these operations like Whole Foods Market, um, uh, natural grocers, um, uh, Sprouts, these types of uh, these kind of health conscious stores. Uh, typically, if you want to kind of even get into the store, you kind of kind of go through the quote FDA regulations and inspections, and and, I mean, and of course, I mean there is there is merit in, in, in a limited sense in that regard, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's it's there's there's also detriments and where uh, again, as you stated before, uh, it makes it difficult for uh, CBD uh, products to be placed mm-hmm. on the shelves and with the potential that uh, um, CBD uh, has shown uh, through studies of its effectiveness as well as promise regarding other um, health conditions, uh, it, definitely, uh, it definitely needs to be on the shelves and available uh, to the public, but, uh, but you've, you, you've definitely been making headway. Definitely. Uh, you know, nice branding. Uh, you know, I've, again, I've tried it, um, uh, you know, great, you know, good product, um, great Java. Um, uh, again, I've always drank black coffee my whole life. Yeah, Black coffee drinkers are the hardest to convert because they don't like the cream and sugar to begin with. Um, the people that drink it with cream are the easiest to convert and the people that drink it with lots of sugar, um, are are in the middle, but um, that's why I'm trying to hit this sweet spot where it tastes like coffee, but it still is a little bit chocolatey, and um, yeah, but the black coffee drinkers are the hardest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jessica, if people, you know, if people are ready, they say, you know what, you know, I really want to try this butter in a coffee. I never heard of this, but you know, I like butter. I like coffee. I never thought it could it could be possible to have <laughs> it together. And they're willing to, you know, check out Love Java and give it a try. You know, how do people uh, find out more about Love Java? You can find out more about Love Java at lovejava.com. That is L-U-V-J-A-V-A.com. I also have a Facebook page for Love Java Inc. Incorporated. Love Java Inc. Um, and Love Java is the high-performance butter coffee is the way to take control of your biology and the gateway to your health freedom. So uh, liberty lovers and health lovers alike uh, is just a really powerful tool for transformation and health and happiness. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan. Dicks. If you haven't already, purchase the book Reaching the Finish Line at reachingthefinishline.com. Now it's time for you to start reaching your finish line. So, where are you waiting for? Start. <laughs>